Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Carbon Life Pods. Conversations with the creative, successful, inspired outliers, which I hope will encourage you to listen to your heart and follow your dreams. We're here for a good time, not a long time, so let's make the most of our lives on Earth. We owe it to not just ourselves, but also to those who don't have the opportunity, whether it's through corrupt institutions, regimes or governments. I'm doing my part to fix the world by fixing the money. You can too at coincorner.com, the place to buy Bitcoin in the UK for as little as £10. Use referral link coincorner.com slash social slash coach carbon and receive free Bitcoin when you spend £100. I hope you enjoy this episode and remember, spice up your life. Okay, so with today's guest, we'd like to introduce himself and then I'm going to jump in to something um, about the universe, which blew my mind and I think the universe blows my mind every day. So over to you. Good morning, guys. Um, thanks for tuning in and listening. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Um, my name's Luke Hanlon, based here in Cardiff, South Wales. Um, what else do you want to know? <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good start. Um, I'll go back to... No, actually, I won't go back to... I'll start with what happened last week. And then we'll go to how we met. So a couple of weeks ago, I put on my Insta story, have you heard Josiah's podcast? Luke responded saying, no, I haven't. I'm going to check it out. Um, and then you mentioned about us having a catch-up, just a general catch-up um, the week after. So we, we agreed that. And I thought, actually, why not? Because I, I know you and your, your backstory, I thought, let me do a podcast. So I invited you and said, should we do a podcast conversation? We'll record it. You said, yeah, that's fine. So we, we put it in the diary, the date, I think it was 6th of December. Unfortunately, um, we couldn't. I had to cancel or postpone because I had to look after my nieces, so I couldn't do the morning call. Later on that day, it must have been about three, four hours later, a memory came up on Facebook where two years ago I retweeted, or oh, sorry, reposted your post about a challenge you did. I was like, "What are the chances that we didn't even know we were booked to do a call on the same day that I two years before?" So there was something in that date, the sixth of December. But I'm glad we're having a conversation now. Um, so yeah, if you want to go back to the how we met, and I'll, I'll chime in with little bits of information or infotainment, as I say that the listeners or listener, <laughs> if you get one, one um, may want to may want to hear. Yeah, sure. So um, obviously, we're both involved in network marketing, both part of the uh, the same company, right? Um, and I registered to do a challenge back in 2019, which was to, uh, involved cycling from London to Cologne um with around 60 um of my other fellow members including my partner amy um she actually registered to do it first and i, I had some fomo so i wanted to get in on the action um so registered to do that uh fast forward then to september 2019 obviously set off from london uh where you know i got to meet yourself very briefly um and then we, we um we actually met properly then when we we ended up being room buddies on the uh <laughs> on the uh the cruise ship over to uh the hook of holland so yeah very cozy room it was wasn't it very cozy <laughs> yeah we just got chucked in a, a small room with two beds and, and that was that really um uh, yeah we got to know each other from there and um yeah i guess it's just sort of spiraled up from there really yeah that, that's, a, that's a great uh synopsis but um i'm in a space now mindset wise where i'm grateful for life but also now actively letting people know why I'm grateful and giving people their flowers, so to speak. So to you, Luke, you play no, no small part in where I am today. Um, and that went, that goes down to the inspiration that you provided. And also the, for me, it was the accountability that you had for yourself. So I'm going to go straight into it. And it was when you did, you were doing a 75 hard challenge. So for those of you that 
don't know about it, check it out. A guy called Andy Vizella in the States um, started this challenge. Um, it's Again, as Luke told me, it's not a physical challenge, it's a mindset challenge. And that mindset that I established or improved during those 75 days that I did and subsequent challenges, challenges after that has set me up to be in a position that I am in now. So yeah, grateful for meeting you and following in your footsteps, Luke. But do you yeah, want to I mean, break down what, what the challenge is, challenge is exactly? Oh, and I, I knew you were going to ask this. I was thinking, <laughs> like, do I know all of the points? Um, my, my Through the two of us, through the two of us, we'll get it all. <laughs> yeah, my first point of call would be actually to go and listen to the podcast from Andy Frazella where he talks about what 75 hard entails and how it all works because uh, you can get all the details from the horse's mouth, so to say. But um, yeah, essentially, it's a 75-day challenge continuous where you do two workouts a day. One of them has to be minimum outdoors. Um, so you can do both outdoors if you want to. They have to be a minimum of 45 minutes. I think you have to drink uh, four litres of water. Pure 2. water. 2.8. <laughs> those, two, those 200 mils matters, mate. <laughs> but it's 11 o'clock at night. Four, four litres I was doing. Um, right. Yeah, when it's uh, 11 o'clock at night, mate, those 200 mil extra. <laughs> yeah. And um, 10 pages of uh, a non-fiction book. Um, so some sort of personal development or something that help you grow. Um, no alcohol, no cheap meals, following your new nutrition plan. Take a progress picture every day. <laughs> Funny that I leave that one to last, right? Um, <laughs> I, I don't think there's any, any more, is there, on, on the first one? Um, no, that, that's it. Yeah, so subsequent challenges after that that you, can, that you can choose to do, you add a bit more in. But I'm glad you mentioned the progress picture because obviously we're on the boat going over to, oh, where was it? Um, Holland, Holland, and we had there was food, and you didn't have ketchup, and you said I said why not? You said oh no I can't have it. Quite a challenge. Well, like, oh okay. So I wanted to know more. I'm doing 75 hard, and you mentioned some other people that were doing it, and you explained explained it to me. And at that time, I thought to myself well, I could never do that. But anyway, so I followed your progress. So we went cycled to Cologne. Obviously, Cologne was a big event for the company. Um, there was lots going on parties, and in my back of my mind, I'm thinking Luke's here, and he's not drinking alcohol. And he's not. He's staying on planning. He's not eating bad food. Thinking that's that's some strong willpower. Again, we came back to the UK following your progress on social media, and we woke up one morning and looked, and I was absolutely gutted. Honestly, hitting my stomach. I thought, "Oh no, Luke!" So yeah, explain what happened, mate. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, with with the challenge you mentioned, obviously it involves physical elements to it, right? But um, it's more of a mental discipline challenge, and and doing the daily disciplines every day, no matter what. Um. Obviously, we cycled over to Cologne. I drink, you know, one of the challenges was drinking lots of water and pit stops for a pee every time on the bike, which was a challenge in itself. But um, yeah, one of the days, apparently, I didn't take a picture, which I swear I did. But I think my iPhone at the time, the storage was um, a max capacity, so I don't think a, a progress pic did saved. Um, and I continued to do the challenge, got back from the event, and then, and then going through the pictures, realised I'd missed the day. So then I, I couldn't lie to myself. I could have easily just brushed into the carpet and say I've done the picture and carried on doing it. But I knew I'd be cheating myself and I was doing this challenge for myself and no one else. So I I thought, you know, I've done it. I've done four or five days into a next one. So I'll just continue it and ended up finishing and completing it in December. But I failed on day 52 um, to manage to that, do the that's whole thing. That's what I think hurt the most when I read your accountability post, the fact that you were yeah over half, you were nearly complete. Yeah. Yeah, you had the, I said, the accountability to put it out on social media and to start again. So the, yeah, the two parts to that, I'll give me a clap, hats off to you, mate, fair play. So it, it was actually 128 consecutive days. Yeah. And then one day in between both of that, I obviously failed to do a picture. So yeah, it was, um, 
yeah. it was interesting. Yeah. yeah, how do you make 75 hard harder? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, reading that post hit home that actually you said it's not a physical challenge, it's a mental. Can you be disciplined? It's a yeah, discipline challenge, mental discipline. So I decided to do it. And I think I actually spoke with you beforehand. Were we at an event? We were. We went we were at an event, um, a nutrition club event, wasn't it? In uh, London. Yeah. And, then, and I said, yeah. and I said yeah. I'm in November, sorry. I said, I'm starting in January, January the 1st, 3rd, I think it was, because it was a Monday. You went, why not start now? And you were right. Like, why wait? The opportunity start now. But I looked around at all the spread that was on for, for us. And I thought, I'm not missing it. On if this is going to be my last big blowout, I'm, I'm going to make, make the most of the opportunity. So I actually started a group. Some people within the company said saw my post that I planned to do it. And they, they joined the board, a few friends. So I started in January 3rd, 2020. And it's funny because... I don't know what that was. Um, I'll, I'll turn it off. Okay. Yeah, it's funny because within two or three weeks, you start to see people drop off. And someone in my group didn't do an exercise and said, oh, I'm out. And I was like, no, 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 you start again. But that wasn't in their mind. It was like, I'm going to do the challenge until I fail. But like, my mindset was, no, I'm going to do the challenge until I finish it. And every day, Luke, you were in my mind thinking, I cannot fail, especially the picture. If it's if we're going to fail, I'm going to fail because I didn't drink water or didn't do an exercise. It's not going to be a photograph. <laughs> but mm -hmm. that spurred me on to actually complete the challenge. And again, I went away to Amsterdam with my son um, for his work experience, obviously going out parties and stuff. But yeah, still on the water, still on plan, still doing the two workouts. There were times I was walking in the rain at half 10 at night and having to come back and complete. Like I hadn't been doing the water all day. So you come back, you got to drink three liters in an hour. It's like, but I've got to do it. I've got to do it. And then you up in the night toilet. It's like, yeah, it's very mentally hard. Physically wasn't too hard. Um, but again, with the physicality, you can make it as difficult as you like. So yeah, I said, you can do a walk for 45 minutes or you can do a full on workout, you choose. So yeah, there are levels to it. I think you went to the extreme because looking at your transformation pictures, mate. Yeah, that was another reason that spurred me on thinking I want to look like Luke. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, there's a lot. Is it you learn a lot about yourself doing the challenge? Um, you know what what you're capable of, um, and I think you, you as time goes on, your mental toughness builds up, and obviously your self discipline builds up as well. And that's I think that's transferable then into other areas of life too. Um, I ended up having obviously my best year in business in 2020, and I I'm fairly sure and fairly confident that the habits and the mindset and discipline I had in 2019 doing the challenge then set me up to have the year I had when you know, obviously the pandemic hit and everything like that, because it was either a case of uh, standing up or, or falling down for it, you know? Yeah. It's funny you say that. For, again, for me, 2020, I know it wasn't good for some people, but I say it was the best year of my life, although 2021 is matching up to it. But yeah, 2020 was really incredible for me. And it was down to decisions that I made or opportunities that, that, that um, presented themselves. And I possibly wouldn't have seen those opportunities if I hadn't had the right mindset. And that's 75 high at the start of the year. The first three months of the year set me up to be actually open to things and, yeah, really actually say, I, I can do that. And if I if I think I can't, why can't I? And what can I do to, to get to overcome it? So, yeah. But it also inspires people. So you inspired me. I inspired, I believe, oh, yeah, I inspired my son to do it. So imagine a 14-year-old boy doing a 75 hour challenge and I tried to bring it down for him he listened to the podcast and I said mate just do the 2.5 litres of water just do one no no Andy said you've got to do it this way and fair play to me completed it and his transformation as a 14 year old is like ready out but his mindset now as a 16 year old 
I put it down to, yeah, although he was already, he was always strong-minded, strong-willed, but it, this, this set him up for, yeah, the next stage of his life. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like, it's like that um, that chain reaction of events. You know, obviously, I got inspired to do it from um, Matt and Justin, who were, you know, part of the company that we're in. Um, and obviously, they heard it from Andy and so on. And it just, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I think um, another member, Ella, just tagged me in a post the other day that she's going to now yeah. start doing it as well. So, yeah, it's, it's, and then you just don't know what happens from there. It's, <laughs> the, net, it's the network effect, right? That's Which it, I know you're big it. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, we won't talk too much about this because we'll let other people seek it out. But there was one element of the next one. Should we say what Phase it is? One. Yeah, with the cold showers. Oh, yeah. So that put me off doing it. So I said, I'm not doing it. So my son did the 75 ride after me and went straight into it. So I'm looking at this 14 year old boy thinking, hold on a second. <laughs> so then, <laughs> then I did it. And then we did some subsequent ones after that. But honestly, yeah, you think you can't do stuff. And when you told me about doing it, I was like, no, no, I can't do that. But you you have to you, you do it. If it's a case of I have to do it, you do it. Yeah. Yeah. You win win the day. That's it. That's it. So the next question I've got for you, you mentioned Amy, um, your partner, who you mm-hmm. did I, am I right in thinking you met with the company? Did no, you, no, we you met through football coaching. Oh, so. sorry, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so about six years ago, she came onto a football pitch to get a bit of help and advice from me, and and she always begrudges it because I'm I'm younger than what she is. So okay. taking advice from a young lad is uh, yeah hard to take, I guess. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's how and, we um, met. So how how was it working together with it, with your partner? Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. I I'm sure a lot of the listeners will probably resonate with uh whatever you do, if, you, if your partner supports you, then it's, it, you know, it makes life easier. And if they're on the same journey as you, it's even better, you know, you know, where, where like your nutrition plan's concerned or, you know, it, it's just, I always attribute it to like going to the gym, you know, it's going to the gym on your own, you can do it, but there's days where you don't feel like doing it, but then you have your, your partner that will want to go to the gym and then you'll end up going. And I think that's the same where, you know, Amy's concerned. She, she, she has a good day and I'll have a bad day and then, you know, we'll, we'll help each other out on, different areas of life, personal, business, and, and nutrition, and, and so on, you know? Yeah, that's good. I feel obviously the same with the state of my wife, although she um, has a full-time job and has a mind focus on that, we still bounce off each other. And again, as you say, when one's doing well, the other one might, might drag the other one along and, and vice versa. Yeah, it's always always good to have someone in your corner, so, someone on board with you that day. That yeah, well. you probably wouldn't be having this conversation if it weren't for Amy, you know, do, registering to do that event. You know, I probably yeah. then wouldn't have done it. Um, and then we might not have met, you know, we might have crossed paths at, at event meetings and stuff, but we might not have had the relationship that we, we now have, you know. But just, yeah, obviously, just think since that moment, how many times we crossed paths. Actually, at another event, I was on the 75 pad, wasn't I? I think you were, were you doing the next phase? I may have been doing it. We, yeah. we were walking around Heathrow at like silly o'clock in the morning. We passed each other in yeah. the morning. <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember. I yeah, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the nutrition club event, the, yeah. the Heathrow. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no. Let tip my hat to you on that morning. <laughs> um, I was thinking about the, the, what I was going to say to you next. It's gone. Um, it was going to be about... Oh, yeah, sorry when we met again afterwards. So I actually visited South and Cardiff with a few friends to see what you guys were doing down there. Do you want to delve into that? Yeah, so um, with the company that we're involved in, obviously in health and nutrition, um, and we ha- we set up a nutrition club back in, 
2016 um, and had been running it then, obviously, uh, for three years. Um, no, 2017, sorry. And then I, we finished in 2020 with, with the pandemic and stuff. But yeah, you guys came on over to check out what it is we were doing just to see. Um, and of course, have a catch up as well. So yeah, no, it, it's always good to catch up. Yeah. So yeah, I took myself a day off work, um, unpaid, because obviously I'd been to a, the event. I think it was maybe a couple of weeks before. Knew what you guys are doing. An opportunity arose where someone said, "It's a Friday, come down." And I was like, "I've got to do it. I've got to do it, even if it means me losing like a day's pay or taking holiday," because it, it was something a route that I wanted to go down, which. Still hasn't materialised, but the, the model's still there in my mind and my plan, and I can see it in the future, but it's bloody Boris and COVID lockdown to put a stop to it. I was actually, we were doing a nutrition evening and at an event, so this was obviously early 2020, and then we just agreed in principle at that event to do a Friday morning breakfast club. And at that, 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 that evening, Boris announced, all these messages came through, not going to make it tonight, and I just thought, well, what does that leave us Friday? And we never actually got to see it in fruition, but it's always been on the on the on the whiteboard. So one day I'll be able to invite you down to ours and say, or up to ours and say, this is our nutrition club. <laughs> and yeah. we took we took inspiration from you guys. But yeah, what I loved about your club, the, it was just the flow and social. It, it was just like a social club where people might think other companies that they go to, like it's more focused on weight loss and what do you look like this was no let's come let's have a chat let's have a cup of tea let's um yeah let's shoot the breeze what have we been up to today how was your week sort of thing yeah because what what people crave is is community and, and being around uh like-minded people you know and when people go on a journey of health and nutrition uh, more often than not it's a lonely path right um and whenever you you do that you you get ridiculed for it and it's almost like uh um leading a healthy active lifestyle is seen as a bad thing these days you know that, that that's how common leading an unhealthy lifestyle is um it's actually crazy but yeah it, what we were focused on building communities and and as the, the main focus and then wrapping around health and nutrition around that um and i think if any business focus on building communities and relationships then everything else will fall into place you know yeah um, so in terms of personal development, um, going back to that event, you actually spoke on stage. Have you always been that type of person who has been, um, what's the word, outgoing? Uh, no, I, I'm actually quite a, a reserved person. Like I generally, um, when I meet new people, I'm quite reserved um, and, you know, take things in my own stride. And uh, I'm not very outgoing in that respect. But, um, yeah. I was that kid at school that never really raised his hand to read the book in English class and that sort of stuff. And, you know, sort of shied away from public, um, public speaking, but obviously getting involved with the company, um, the success I had early on got invited to speak in front of 300 people when I was like 19 years of age. Um, after four or five months in the company, I just got chucked in the deep end. Mm. And ever since then, I haven't really looked back. Um, and yeah, it's with the company now, uh, it's always you know say yes to every opportunity and figure out the rest later you know yeah yeah, yeah. having having the confidence to do that because i was um i was gonna say growing up i was the one in the, like the school being running up on the stage in the school collecting awards i didn't really have a problem with that but i think as i got older in work life where i wasn't quite confident in my role confident in my role i was the one that wasn't putting my hand up in meetings or putting myself forward yet getting involved with the company being inspired by people like yourself thinking i know that person well, if they can do it, why can't I do it? And now I'm actually thinking, when am I going to be on stage? <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I, I, I truly appreciate that. It's going to be nerve-wracking and I might 
lose my spot, uh, mumble my words, but it's like, I want to be up there to show how I've transformed myself, how I've grown in confidence, but also to inspire that. There might be one person in the room who felt how I felt, who I could make feel, do you know what? If he's up there and he's, he's, he's absolutely, he's smashing it, but not in a good way. <laughs> I could yeah. do much better than that. What one thing that's always served me in that respect is um Tony Robbins talks about it that nerves and nerve a feeling of nervous and a feeling of excitement are both the same feeling you get the same outcome sweaty palms yeah your racing hat so I almost trick myself when I'm feeling nervous I'm like oh man I'm super excited for what I'm about to go for you know <laughs> so I, this morning you've been somewhere I'll get onto that in a second but the last few calls I've had or conversations I've had is like a recurring thing and again I. I may I maintain that it's changed my life and it's networking. So not necessarily network marketing or that that's part of it, but the networking that I do now, I wouldn't have done again to do with confidence. I wouldn't have done five, 10 years ago. Yet I believe it should be taught, taught in schools. And I was speaking to someone every day and he would he said actually it's networking and communication. So if a young child who's a bit um not intrusive, what's the word? In your in in yourself. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll have to put, put the button at the end of the show what, what word I'm looking for. Not anyway, in, not insecure, insular. Uh, insular. When you're a bit insular, um, yeah, if you're then taught actually skills to help you overcome certain challenges with regards to confidence and speaking to people, I don't know, something simple like taking someone into a shop and asking for some, something that you don't know what, what it is and having a conversation. That should be taught from a young age. And I believe if if children are taught that, the opportunities that they'll be open to and the people they can meet, like yeah, people the people I've met who changed my life for for the better, thousandfold. So yeah, where have you where where have you been this morning? If you can explain that, then that probably explains what what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So um, I've been online this morning because of COVID and stuff, but I'm part of a, a business networking group where a, lo- a group of uh, local business owners get together weekly and um and look to help each other's businesses grow by word of mouth um we're always constantly uh, referring people by word of mouth to go and enjoy um services or products or experiences and so on and um, so it makes sense to to pass them locally to local business owners and so yeah that's where i've been this morning and um, yeah definitely networking is networking and communicating is uh, is is massive not just for business but for everything yeah. in life yeah i, I de- definitely recommend it at the event so i've actually done two in-person ones it was again it was an invite from someone they had a spare spot you want to come so I thought, again why not take the opportunity so i went they hadn't prepped me about standing up and introducing yourself i kind of got the gist as we were talking before i better make some notes so when it came to my turn so i think i was one of the last ones because i was a guest so you're listening to probably maybe 20 to 30 people speak and it gets to you. But the whole time they're speaking, you're thinking, oh, this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that. Or I'm going to say like that. I stood up, mate, and absolutely bombed. <laughs> they must have thought, just, uh, I'm sweating already. I'm trying to explain what I do and thinking these people are judging me. I'm stuttering. But then I think somebody saved me. I think the, the um, MC saved me and said, oh, thank you very much. I sit down. And they gave a round of applause. But then, yeah. so when the opportunity came again, you want to come? I was like, yeah. And now I'm prepared. So went over the introduction in my head. And, it was a, a lot better. I wouldn't say it was perfect, and it's never perfect, but I was more confident because I knew how bad the first one was. But yeah, that's just a, a bit of um, self personal development that I think everyone needs to go through. Yeah, you say put yourself in a go go in the deep end, jump in the deep end, and see what happens. 
yeah, you learn how to swim when you're thrown in the water, right? And uh, <laughs> uh, one of the quotes I live by by Jim Rohn is, um, uh, you know, um, I'm just trying to think of now, but you learn more from losing than you do from winning, right? And you, you never particularly lost in that moment, but you you perhaps know you could have done better. So you might you might have felt that you had lost um, in the way that you presented, but you learned more doing that way. And then obviously the next the next meeting, then you were you 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 were better because of what had happened. Had that previous experience not happened, then you might have been like the first experience, you know. Yeah. So um yeah, never shy away from failing or or from losing, you know, because and that's my excuse. I'm a competitive person. So whenever I lose in anything, like I lost to my friend in snooker the other day, I was like, I learned more from losing than I did from winning. It just keeps me going to become better, you know. Yeah. So um obviously we we have uh our plans for the future, our vision board. You able to divulge what, what's on your vision board at the moment? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, I, I want to get back to a nutrition club, so I'm going to have my own nutrition club next year. Um, going to get on the property ladder next year with Amy, uh, so looking forward to that. Um, of course, growing and scaling the business, ranking up and, and helping more people, really. Um, and then as a result of that, building different investment portfolios and, and whatnot, um, and just yeah, designing a designing a life rather than living a life of of someone else's accord, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, going back to the vision board, we update ours annually. Last year, obviously, it hit everyone hard, but I still believe that I could hit the certain pinnacles on the on the on the on the board, but I didn't quite do it. So the, we've kind of been like static for the last year. But every day I looked at it because it's on our stairs. So when I walk downstairs, I see it every morning. I'm like, it's going to happen. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. And now I can see it coming to fruition. I was thinking, but if I'd looked at it and thought, you know what, we had a wasted year, take it down and start again. That constant reminder wouldn't have been there. And perhaps I wouldn't be where I am now. So it's just, yeah, so just to say, if you have a vision, every day strive to make one action that takes you closer. It may seem like a long way away, but then all of a sudden the, the winds of change can just accelerate you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, a house always gets built one brick at a time, right? So it's always important to, to, to take that first step and lay that first brick and, and just keep going. I say Rome wasn't built on a day. Yeah. But I wasn't on that project, that's why. <laughs> that's what we used to say in the construction industry. <laughs> um, so you mentioned investments on property. You, you do you want to talk about that a little bit more? I know we have something in common that we've spoken about. but Yeah, yeah so... Um, Obviously, throughout personal development, well, since getting involved in network marketing, getting exposed to personal development, the first book I ever read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, and yeah, it exposed me to a world of obviously that I've never been exposed to before. You know, you never get taught in school about investing and so on. It's always just to save money, right? Um, but yeah, been investing this year, um, been investing in bullion, been investing in um, stocks and shares. I haven't made the plunge into cryptocurrency yet, but I am going to do it. Um, Bitcoin, Bitcoin only. <laughs> yeah, 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 in Bitcoin. Um, and then you know we're going to look at getting our own property, and then from there, I do will eventually want to build a property portfolio, um, and play play the uh, the real life game of Monopoly. You know, um, collecting some cash flowing uh, produce uh, cash flowing assets. Um, so yeah, that that's that's the goal really. Yeah, that that book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. I actually read that when my son was born, or just before. Took, took a lot from it, but didn't action everything. I actually bought for my son when he turned 14, so he's read it, um, recommend it to everyone. But it's funny because Robert Kiyosaki has now entered the crypto space. And so he's talking about gold, silver, Bitcoin, and he mentioned other coins, which 
I don't really think people should go down, but each each to their own. But it's funny how someone who is from, well, I say the legacy of financial system, but understands value and money is now going towards things that I agree with and talking about. So, yeah, if I, I always say, do you remember at the event, actually? I always say it all the time. I always know it was a different event. Do you remember Ertan? Ertan, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, he was talking about um, how he speaks to his family and how would he speak to his uncle to convince him to do what he was doing? And who am I, Ertan, to tell him? So when I, whenever I see people in the space, like, who am I to say that they are wrong? Like, these people are experienced, knowledgeable people. I am uh, a, fail, a fail footballer <laughs> who, um, yeah, spent a lot of time on a builder site. So if they're doing it and it's working for them and I've done my due diligence, my research, I understand what they're saying. Who am I to say, do you know what? I'm not going to do what they're doing. Actually, I should be thinking I'm going to front run them. And I believe getting into this space and understanding it, you can front run a lot of so-called smart people um, who, are, who are rich and wealthy, but rich and wealth doesn't equate to intellect. So that's one yeah. thing I would also say, just because someone's, I think I did a tweet um, recently, yeah, just because someone's rich or wealthy doesn't mean they make great decisions. Well, I tell you the reason why I've made that. And I'm not going to dox anyone because... I can't remember the guy's name, but one of the, com- the construction company I used to work for, our finance guy, the um, head finance, anyway, very flashy, nice kind of, they got caught um, speeding, I think in drug driving. But I think if you own a position of power within the company, you earn a lot of money. Why would you make that stupid decision? It's like, yeah, just because that's just because they're wealthy doesn't mean they make smart decisions. So if that's the case yeah. on that and your, your, li- your livelihood, what else are you making bad decisions about? So just because someone who you look up to that maybe has a lot of money, says something or thinks something, I would recommend yeah, doing your own research and then trusting in your your belief your belief system. Trust yourself. Yeah. Really true. Gather gather enough facts and not enough opinions, because everyone's got opinions, haven't they? That's it. That's it. Like um a-holes, as someone says. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got an a-hole, yeah. but it doesn't mean you've got to share it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you mind? Speaking on your, your uncle, little shill for your uncle, you mentioned to me when we discussed about Bitcoin once. Yeah, so um, he, uh, and Andrew Smales, he's got a, a book out called uh, Bitcoin and the BS, um, that word. Um, you can get it on Amazon, um, but he, he's work, worked in the space. And um, yeah, he, he, that was where I got started, really, and learning more about what Bitcoin, Bitcoin was and what blockchain was and wrapping my head around it and obviously uh, the ever-growing space now of uh you know nfts and the metaverse and everything else is coming into fold <laughs> as a result of the blockchain it's it's crazy how quick things are developing you know yeah so um you, you mentioned nfts and i went to an event up in manchester recently where i spoke to somebody about the use cases because i couldn't i understand it but my um the bit I don't quite understand is how you make it so scarce that no one can copy it. Um, but he kind of explained it's more of a like um, intrinsic value. So if it's on a certain chain, that community will respect it on that chain sort of thing. So it's something that I'm looking into now to see how I can use it. But in the last you know, it's a year and a half, I've gone down a personal journey, but my big drive now is in helping young people. And I keep saying, okay, it's then from last year, I did a presentation called The Blackprint and we were looking at stuff from the World Economic Forum that said... Um, certain jobs that aren't going to be around in 10 years' time. One of them was an accountant. I um, mentioned my, my wife's an accountant. Like, the, the job that she studied four or five years for, when my son leaves school, it, oh, it's the, um, the workplace, 
that may not be a legitimate job or a worthwhile job. So yeah, I'm big on looking at what's coming next. I did a presentation last year to try and bring young people together with entrepreneurs and business people to try and inspire them to think actually it's not just the uh, academic route you've got to go down. So what I'm working on now um, with Bitcoin Borders kind of incorporates that, but the main focus is understanding time, energy, value, and money. So I want people to ask what is money? And when they understand what is money, they then, I believe, start to question certain things. And ultimately, I want them to educate themselves on what their worth is, what their value is, and what their time preference is. Um, so that, that's, that's the mission. And I'm using Bitcoin as a platform because I believe it answers those questions. And again, I'm not saying to people invest in it. I'm saying learn, learn about it. And then when you learn, you probably want to, want to invest in some so <laughs> to, to preserve your wealth. But um, yeah, that, that's my mission. I'm, I'm excited about it. And I actually want to shield this person. We, I spoke to a, a mutual press team member yesterday, just off the cuff, I thought I need to speak to him. And at the end of the call, we had a quick, a quick call, and then at the end of the call, I said, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think I just want to say that I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a revelation, like, yeah, in the place in my life right now, and I think probably two years ago, I wouldn't have seen myself here. But the fact I am here now, I was like talking to you on a Friday, I've just took my daughter to school, taking my mom and wife shopping in a bit. It's like, yeah, you can't put a price on it. So if the, the job I was in, they could have offered me loads of more money, but to have this, is, it's invaluable to me. Yeah, time is uh, is one of the uh, most precious commodities, right? It's, it's finite, you know, we, we've all got a certain amount of time available that, um, you know, money you can always spend and, and re-earn, but time, once you spent it, you, you know, you can't get it back, right? Um, and that's one of the things that appealed to me most about network marketing was the ability to to leverage time and and to earn income um, passively um, and to, to have choice. Because uh, I'm very grateful now where um, I do have a part time job, but I get to choose the days I want to work. It, it's it's flexible, um, you know, and I work my business for myself. Um, you know, and I'm forever grateful that this year my um, my nana and Vorchi passed away and. I had the time freedom to go and see her, you know, had I been in a job, perhaps I couldn't have got the day off work. I, you know, I was the last person to see her alive, you know, many, many, no amount of money can, can buy that, you know, but, but money is a tool to, to allow you to have the freedom to, to be able to go and do things like that, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm big on having the freedom of, of choice and, and freedom of movement as well, which yeah. is a bit of a hot topic at the moment, <laughs> but we'll go into it. Yeah. So, sorry to hear about your nan, mate, but I'm glad that you, as you said, you managed to spend precious time with her that you necessarily wouldn't, wouldn't have had. And I'm glad you mentioned the um, part-time job as well, because I was going to bring it up earlier, but I didn't, didn't manage to put it in. But I remember we were just coming out of London on the bikes, and we were, you, you and I were talking, conversing, we stopped at traffic lights, and I I said to you, like, what do you, what else do you do? I said, I know, I'm sorry, the question was, are you full-time in this business? And you went, oh, no, I went at part-time, got a part-time job. So I'm there a year with the company. You've seen people, the, the, the plan and where, where it should be. And looking at where you are, I was like, why has this guy got a part-time job? I'm thinking, is this, have I been sold a dream here? And then you, yeah. made a comment, you made a comment afterwards and someone else made the comment who was doing the same thing as you. And you went, yeah, but when I've got my part-time job, I'm meeting and speaking with people, I'm learning and I'm networking. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I understood it. And then when I left full-time work, I understood it even more. It's like, there was a period where I was going to the gym, all my friends are at work. Then, obviously, in the evenings, people are doing anything. I haven't really seen anyone today. I need to get out and do something. So I understand exactly where you come from. And I, 
when people look at it like, oh, why are you doing that for? Again, it's a freedom. I choose. Mm-hmm. You want to work that day? No, forget it. I'm going to work that day. And then if someone yeah, says, yeah. I, want, I need you to work this day, otherwise we're going to get rid of you. Like, we'll see you later. <laughs> I'll yeah. go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the power of part-time and, and being able to relate to people. And, you know, the industry we're in, it can be built part-time. It can be built full-time. But again, Jim Rohn, love, love the guy. He always talks about um, the power of a part-time story where um, I'm working full-time on my jo- job, but I'm working part-time on this and then in double what I'm in on my full-time job. And it's like, who wouldn't want to care to hear your story, right? It's like, it's, it's a powerful thing. But if you're earning a full-time income, working this full-time and it's like, well, I can just get a job and do that. <laughs> you know there's no power in it but then what that what that income allows you to do is just what i've been doing it allows a surplus of income where you're not living to your means every month but you can then invest that into other income producing assets and you know get, make more money from the money you're, you're earning essentially yeah, you know? and, and you know meeting the people as well and, and having the structure of working set hours and, and feeling the pain of what it's like to work something else that's not yours you know yeah yeah you're making your money work for you Although, although you are working hard, your money's working harder for you rather than you just, you just chasing, chasing the pound note. One, one thing I've learned this year, right, is, is money um, doesn't get sick and it never takes a day off. Exactly. And that, that really resonated with me. I was like, well, okay, I need to get my, more of my money working for me rather than me working for it, you know? And again, this, it, things may have changed, but I don't leave so because my son's just finished the education system. My daughter's in it now. That doesn't get taught. In school or taught enough. Actually, sorry, apologies. I met someone, a lady the, the other day, actually at a nutrition evening event. Her son was interested in some product, but she's a school teacher and she was telling us about a program in her school where they educate children on money. I was, I was quite surprised that so I was really interested in. So, yeah, some people are doing it, but I don't think as a national curriculum it's being done. And I, I have my arguments or reasons why it's not done to keep the status quo, keep things as it is. But again, I said my mission is to just sow the seed out there and say to people, just ask the question yeah the the system is designed perfectly the way it is to um get what's it called um fit fit square pegs into round holes right get people to conform to uh, having a set time the start of the day end of the day a lunch break uh mid-morning break mid-afternoon break being told what to do um and you know intelligence being uh what you can hold in your mind and then re- re- repeat that on a piece of paper and, and then get given a few letters to, to say how smart you are when in the real world. <laughs> you, when was the last time you used the GCSEs to, you know, to, to get you in your own life? <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, it's all about connections and, and communication and, and, and those, those are important skills. You mentioned about, uh, obviously, the situation where we are, we are in now, so with freedom and travel. Have you had, did you have any plans that were scuppered of going away? Well, funny enough, yeah, I um, I qualified for um, our company do an incentive where if you do a certain amount of turnover each year in production, you, you qualify for a free vacation. Um, I qualified to go to Thailand this year, all-inclusive paid. Um, and it wasn't just a holiday. It was, it was, again, the network, you know, to be surrounded by the top, you know, I don't know, the 1% of, of the company's members. You know, the, the things I would have learned around the pools, at the beaches, at the parties, yeah, the, peach, the beaches and the parties would have been great, but it's, it's the people I was going for. Um, and, you know, they rented the whole resort out. It wasn't just like a few people. It was the entire resort in Thailand. So I was looking forward to that. So that cost got good. Um, but, you know, I'm a big believer. Everything happens for a reason. So I'm not I'm not all beat up about it. And you, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head there about people that you could have met or what you could have learned. 
um, there's a, someone in the Bitcoin space who was in Miami recently for the last, in April, so they had a Miami conference. And I watch his show daily and he said, I'm going, but I'm not going to any of the conference talks. Why not? He said, no, the most interesting things happen outside of that. And then I went to yeah. an event in Manchester. And the people I've met, like CEOs, people that are developers, met after the actual talk. That I learned more from that then, that conversation, that and having that before, than what they spoke about on stage. Yeah, well, there's the same within our company and in the network marketing company that we're part of, you know, um, you learn a lot of the, the trainings, but you learn even more at the bars, you know, yeah. in the yeah. evenings and the parties. And basically, we testament to that. She's come, sometimes we've been out, we've done the event, we've gone to the party after, she's coming like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I spoke to that person, I spoke to that person, I think. And that's, it's funny because at times she doesn't even know who they are within within the company. Like, what, you party with them? Like, yeah, yeah, I learned a lot. Like, okay. Yeah. You're, doing, you're doing your bit. I do my bit at the, at the event, you do yours in the evening. <laughs> I, I don't even drink right and um the first event i went to in uh, the extravaganza it was in cologne actually in 2013 on the friday night they did a gen h party which was like 18 to 13 year olds a 30 year old sorry and um yeah i went obviously went along to that and i managed to sneak into the vip area with these people bear in mind this is my first event you know the, the likes of like david bevan blake morgan you know these people you know who are high up in the company and i was just in the vip area i'm drinks and chatting with them dr luigi Gratton was there as well i've got pictures to prove it and um the very next day obviously first day at the event next thing you know i see these people on stage i'm like my head was blown i just couldn't believe it you know so it, it's definitely about the people and then um, if the company because uh, the company paid me uh, a lump sum amount for missing the vacation, which I'm forever grateful for. But if they said um, next year we're going back on the vacation, um, you can you can pay to come give us the money back. I would yeah. hands down pay the money, no problem, because it's it's not the money, it's it's the experience and what you'll learn from being yeah. around us. You know, I think what I find lifting and amazing that people who are outside looking in can't really grasp is being with people who have the same incentives or the same mindset, the same mission. So then our mission is make the world healthy and happier, one person at a time. So that's the basis of what we're working on. So you, you generally find people that in the company that are going to have a, um, a great outlook on life or positive outlook. And I'll tell you what was a game changer for me. Jan January 2018 is when I took it seriously. Mike Stacey had been with the company, not really doing a lot. And we went to an event kickoff and, um, we looked in the room and some people, every time someone comes on stage, everyone's up clapping, music is on. And after, to start off, you think, what's this happy-go-lucky crowd? But then you get into it. You like the music. It's good music, good crowd, buzz. You get a buzz out of it. A week later, I was at our annual um, construction meeting where they talk about the uh, profit and loss and what's happening for the next year, what happened the year before. And I've been doing these for what? At that time, yeah, about 12, 13 years. Same thing. Nobody wants to go, but everyone's got to go. And if you don't go, you need to have a great reason. So I'm sat in the room and they announced, they announced, mate, how much money they earned in the year. And it was, yeah, it wasn't money to be sniffed at. And no one did anything. And I was waiting after a week before, I was waiting for everyone to stand up and clap, music to come on. It was like, there was just no fanfare. And I thought, I need to get out of here. These people, not saying they, they no, they weren't my people. The, the environment wasn't my environment. It wasn't, this should be applauded. People should be wanting to be in this room. And I didn't want to be in the room. Nobody else wanted to be in the room. They're thinking about the project that back wherever they're, where they're from, that's probably lost a manager or they've had to shut the site and now they've got to make the time up in the next day. Like, yeah, I need to get out. So it was my mission to position away. And I think the universe looked after me, with, not with COVID, but with things that panned out with COVID, I was able to actually say, you know what, my time is up. So, yeah. What was the point I was trying to make? Oh, yeah, being, being around 
certain people. And then what I've found being with the company, nothing's too much. So you mentioned being with those people in the VRP, they treated you just as a normal person. They were normal people. I've asked people certain things or said, can you do this for me? And it's been no problem. Phone calls, meetings, coming to me, me, like me coming to see you guys in Cardiff. There's been no issue at all. And moving into now also the space we're now with Bitcoin, similarly, people that have been in the space a long time, I've asked a question and they've been so forthcoming. It was like, you're not getting anything out of helping me. Why would you do that? And I'm like, well, we've been where you are. We're on a mission. We want to make the world a better place through the money. Why would we not help you? Why would we not support you? And what you, because of what you're doing is having a positive effect on the network. You're making the network stronger. We felt, we feel compelled to help you. And I'm like, that's why I see the, the similarities between the, the two spaces and like, yeah, I love, that's why I think I love where I am right now because I'm here to help and not everybody wants to help. Not everybody wants to live a healthy and active lifestyle. Not everybody wants to understand their money and invest. But my point is I am here. So if you want to discuss either, let's have a chat and we may have a chat and you, we may agree to disagree. You might not quite understand, but all I can do is offer what I understand and what I know. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's, I've mentioned it before on pod saying about Ikaji and I still can't get the word in right. It's where you find your space and where you're happy with what you're doing. You find your purpose. And I, think, I think I found it. But say it again. Ikigai. Ikigai. Oh, thank you very much. For so long, I've been saying Ikaji, Ikaji, Ikijai. Ikigai. It's where you find the center of where overlapping of different um, yeah. interests and hobbies and things come together. Yeah. So I, I read that actually in Amsterdam, March 2020, just as COVID was kicking off. I read it on the plane back. It's my cousin's book. And as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, I'm, I can feel it. I'm always there. But now, like, yeah, I'm there. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, man. <laughs> so there, it- any, any, any topic you want to dis- discuss? Or- um. Well, obviously you're heavily involved in Bitcoin. So yeah, what 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 led you down that path? And so that's very interesting. So last year, COVID hit. I was trying to find a way out of work. I did a presentation where I tried to bring the community together with the health and wellness. One to say this is what is possible, but also it was a way out for me that if I could build a team, grow a team, help the local community, I wouldn't have to work full time. Um that it went well, had a great meeting, learned a lot about myself and obviously uh, um, presenting in front of people. Um, but I tell people this all the time. I opened it up to the floor, which at the time I thought probably shouldn't have done, but I'm glad I did because my uncle was in the room and he said, um, you're talking all great stuff about what's possible. He said, but why would you quit your job? <laughs> and again, I absolutely bombed. I'm like, um, well, the way um, I actually, it's like, um, the Kevin Hart skit, I'm not sure if you've seen it, where he said, well, well the, way, the way my bank account's set up, I'm not quite, <laughs> not quite ready. So, yeah, anyway, that got me thinking, that actually, yeah, I'm telling people that this is possible. What am I doing towards that? So, certain things, again, the universe works in mysterious ways. I was able to. Um, then, so the mission, the mission was to work full-time, work the business model full-time while Stacey was at work. And, yes, I tried hard, but not probably, what's the saying? Work smart, not hard. I was working hard, but not smart. But what I found with the free time, because I went down the, how do you make society better? How do you make your community better to make society better? Which led down to inequality. And it actually led me down to the, a guy called Robert Breedlove, who I'd recommend everyone to watch. He's in, in the Bitcoin space, but he had a, a, a set of videos called, What is Money? No, sorry, apologies. That's another one, Michael Saylor. It was called Masters of Slave and Money. And he broke down 
what time is, what value is, what energy is, and how that equates to money. So your time is your energy, your life's energy. So when you work, you've exerted energy, you get a reward for that, which is money. Then how you spend that money is truth in the fact that you value what you spend your money on. So when you buy food to eat, you value that food to eat. When you buy frivolous goods, you're saying to the world, this is what I value right now. And then the price of those goods in real time will come down. So you're thinking, well, actually, why did, not, why did I not invest my time and energy, which is money, in something that's going to at least hold its value over time or appreciate? So that got me thinking about, well, okay, yeah, what is money? Which led me down to researching and understanding Bitcoin about it's not just a number go up technology. So first of all, yeah, it's a technology more than anything. So people just think, oh, it's a stock. It's a share. They liken it to that. Or it's money. You know, it's, a, it's a technology that allows you to store your time and energy by using money to buy into it to reserve or preserve the value and people look at the charts recently and it goes up and down but saying is which i like to say it's in a it's a volatile appreciating asset it's still in the price discovery range but over the last 13 years since it was let's say invented or discovered it's had a, an average um growth rate of 200 a year per annum now there's some years it hasn't quite happened but if you look they, they say zoom out so don't look on a daily chart zoom out on the 13 year chart and see where it started where it is now then when you start to understand the fundamentals and principles when you think about well, okay your load time preference you, you've done your um your own research you're fighting the fud because the mainstream media and governments are throwing loads of stuff at it and but you're looking at the people in the space who again i said don't listen to don't trust smart intelligent people but if smart, intelligent people are saying stuff that you understand and think, oh, actually, I, I agree with that. Yeah, it start, the, the dots start to join, mate. And then you see the network. You see how the network's growing and the innovation that's going on. When I went to the event in Manchester, the things people are working on absolutely blew my mind. I was like, I am passionate about this. And I don't want people to think I'm passionate because oh, you can, there's a chance to get filthy rich because it's not gambling. It's, it's preserving, preserving your wealth. And also... Yeah. The principles that you adopt by understanding it people in space say all the time it changes your your mindset your low time preference so you're not spending money on frivolous things you're not you're, when you go on a night out and your people are buying shitloads of alcohol and buying tables doing actually that's my time and energy but that that time and energy could be spent or invested better elsewhere or well, here's yeah here's the example for my future self so by by acting frivolously now you have a high time preference but you are stealing from your future self. So in three or four years time, when you look back, you think, well, why did I do that? Well, that person that you're looking back on is laughing because, yeah, I stole from you. Whereas I want to look back and in three or four years time, I think, actually, thank you for doing what you did. Thank you. We had a, a conversation this morning with my wife about she's going out with my daughter for um, dinner after, after school. And I said, there's rice at home. She said, what do you mind? I said, well, just cook the rice. What are you going out for? She said, oh, get, get lost with your low time preference. But we make a laugh and joke about it. I'm thinking, if you deeper on a on a on a larger scale, every single time you spend money, that's your time and energy. Think to yourself, actually, what could what could that be worth in the future? Even if it's just preserves, because then you start to look at um, inflation and how inflation occurs and what your what your money be worth in a year's time, two years time. And we're seeing a lot of inflation now, and people don't quite understand how inflation works. But when you think, I said, I grew up knowing that the price of McDonald's, for example, goes up every year. Happy Meal, uh, the extra value meal used to be two eighty eight. I won't know what it is now. 
but I'm pretty sure it's more than five pounds. But, yeah, but, but what's what's the reason for that? Oh, inflation. And it's just accepted. Like, oh, the sec. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's 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 slow down a bit. Why is something that was worth that then that hasn't changed? The birds haven't got better. The 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 toys and the happy meal haven't got better. Why is they? Why is that now worth more? Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. it's down to inflation. But it's about understanding inflation. So I don't say to people first off is, oh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Although it may seem like it, I ask the question: Well, what is money? What is value? What is your time worth? What is, what is your energy worth? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so go down that route. And again, I've just gone off on a run because again, so passionate. But yeah, say it again, and again when you find your icky guy. Icky guy. Icky guy. Icky guy. Say it three times when you find your icky you guy. Get, you need to get a tattoo on your arm. <laughs> so funny you should say that because I'm thinking about updating my diamond one at the moment, and obviously in the in the space, diamond and diamond hands. Um, is quite quite a recurring theme, so <laughs> you might see it in there somewhere. <laughs> Icky guy. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's interesting the old inflation topic. You know, people saying they got a pay rise of like two three percent, and then inflation's at four five percent. Well, you you actually got a pay cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, the system doesn't um, force you to to understand that because it, it wouldn't it wouldn't wouldn't sort suit the system, would it? No. Kind of like breaking out of the matrix, and that's the way I feel, and that's the way I felt with doing network marketing and that's the way I feel even more now is like I've, I've unplugged from the matrix and I know people that are close to me um certain family members say like what are you doing just don't not worry about yourself but don't worry about other people like yeah, but I'm the sort of person that I don't I wish someone would talk, taught me all of this sooner so if I can do it for someone else there's that reason but also I'm a very given person and sometimes that's it's been to my detriment as my wife would say but I believe that yeah, service to others is um is a payment for price on earth and if you can help one person two ten just pay it forward and you're not doing it to get reward back from the universe for other people but you just try to make the world a better place ultimately because mm-hmm. yeah it's in some time some places it's shit yeah yeah the new matrix is out next week oh I'm mate i'm so excited i'm so excited I'm <laughs> but um, when on, on the topic of helping people then so um, one thing I've come to learn this year as well in, in recent times is um, it, I always give the analogy of, of, of filling up your own cup first, because if you don't fill up your own cup, you can't then bore into other yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and it's so important to to lead yourself, to, to, to help yourself first. You know, like when you're on the plane, you know, oxygen mask and down, put yours on first and then help others. And I think it's, it's, it's such an important message that gets lost along the way. And yeah. I, I forget it from time to time as well. And I, my, my cup gets empty and I'm like, oh, I need to refill that bad boy back up, you know? Yeah. I think that's that's most possibly what I failed to do. I was trying to help fill other people's up whilst filling mine up. And um, mm-hmm. it's funny, like, talk about networking and how different works in different environments. I actually heard that saying at a property networking event, and the guy was saying about um, investing in something. Why wasn't he investing in, um, like, a charity? And he said, well, no, I'm filling my cup up first. When my cup is overflowing, that's when I'll do the altruistic work. Like, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Did you... You probably think actually on your way up doing it. No, no, no. Fill my cup up to the top, let it overflow, and that's when that's when it will spread out. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I hear, hear something similar um, from Brian Carruthers where he talks about he he actively gives a lot of his money um, from his network marketing and investment now to charities. But early on in his career, he never did that because he was so focused on again filling his own cup up full with money first to take care of himself, and then any surplus was then going into other areas. Whereas if he would do, if he was giving it out to other areas first, it, his cup would have taken longer to fill up, you know? And 
the impact he's now do, doing is obviously more than what he would have done prior. So, yes, it's, it carries across many different areas. But for me, like having my morning routine back is is so critical for my filling up my own glass ready to, to, to get after the day. Yeah, I think people may see that as selfishness or narrow-minded or blinkered. But, yeah, I think it's a, it's a necessary um, trait to have. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to, you know, it's like if you don't put on your own oxygen mask first, how are you going to help anyone else put theirs on? Because you, you, you don't have what you need to survive, you know, you don't have what you need to, to go after and, and get it and then obviously provide for others. So. Um, I think the last thing I'm going to touch on, you mentioned it just now about routine. And obviously when you do 75 hard, you have to stick to a routine. And yes, it can change slightly, but the sooner you get things done in the day, the better the, your day is for obviously in the evening and whatnot. Um, after I did some of the 75 hard challenges, I noticed that when I wasn't doing a routine, everything was all over the place. And I've just, in the last the last two weeks, been more on routine. But I actually created a little spreadsheet uh, for myself that goes in my diary. But it's mm -hmm. got different channels on the different days. And I've absolutely yeah. loved filling it out for the last three days. And they're like, it's a four-week look ahead. And I was saying to Stacey yesterday, like, I love this. This is amazing. <laughs> like, even yeah. with you. So I knew I was on the call, but I put it in at the, the time. And then I... Put um and when I'm going to release it, like so now I've got looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's just great. It's like filling in um a bingo card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes addictive. It's like with anything, you know. Like if you're losing weight, you see the the, the number going down on the scales or the measurements going down. Um, you're working out. You're seeing the progress. You know, it's like okay, I've done that. I can go and get a bit more. Same with the business. You know, you, you get like I got involved within network marketing to an extra five hundred pounds. I did that. I was like, okay, this is cool. Why, why not a thousand? Why not fifteen hundred? Why not two thousand, three thousand, and so on? You know, it's just, it's just that those small increments, like I mentioned earlier, about laying that one brick at a time. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, with the seventy-five hard, what I found was that I had to do half a pint of water in the morning as soon as I wake up, yeah. at least a liter before I left the house, um, two liters before I got to midday so i knew i was on track um i would do my 10 pages in the morning i'd get at least one workout done in the morning and on days where i had like a four-day event or something like that i do my two workouts back to back obviously with like a break in between um because i knew if i leave it until the end of the day the likelihood of me wanting to do it is, <laughs> is diminished you know so trying to tick off as many of your priorities early on in the day as possible yeah, it, it, it sets you up for the day then but um i've been recently doing the 5am club which i've i've done many times but i'm absolutely loving it you know getting up a quarter to five um doing an hour for myself five to six and some people look at me like you're weird but that those same people will, will then do uh early shifts and go and work on a job and leave at half four and start at 5am and it's like well you're going to work on your job i'm working on myself right it's like way more an investment for me so but yeah loving uh loving having my routine back in play it's funny you say that because I did a um, story, Insta story the other day that said four to seven a.m. Uh, when the best ideas come. And a friend of mine went, "Are you mad?" I'm like, "No, seriously." Because the way I look at it, four a.m. you're up. There's no noise. You've got fresh mindset. Even the dreams that I have, so they've been waking me up a lot recently. Ideas. So you've got time to just digest it. There's no no TV on. No music. No one talking to you. No no kids rabbit in your ear. There's just no distractions. And I've found, like, especially the last couple of weeks, well, networking with people, the ideas are coming thick and fast. And I'm scrambling now with all the phone with me, a bit of paper, like, get this down, get this down. But that wouldn't necessarily happen if waking up at seven, get the kids ready, drive to work, radio's on, traffic, you're getting that frustrated with the, with, the, with the traffic jams and whatnot, and then you then you bang on work mode. Like, 
yeah, for for me, four between four and seven, they are the most productive idea wise, the idea time, time for idea, sorry. And then after that, then you put those ideas into action, whether it's making phone calls, whether it's doing your research. Yeah, and you, and you say that as I, well, there's a common themes across um, the personal development space of um, the different brain waves and stuff. I think Joe Dispenza talks about it as well, and uh, I it might be Einstein, it might not be, but someone who um, a world-renowned thought leader would go to sleep with pinballs in his hands on a chair, and as he's just about falling asleep, the pinballs would drop, and then he'd get he'd, he'd get his ideas at that moment in time, which I just thought was genius. Um, and then also every time you go in the shower, you probably find you're, you're, you're actively thinking about things. That's why I take long showers as well, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so important to, to have that quiet time for yourself before the day runs you. It's like you either run the day or the, the day runs you, you know? Yeah. I actually, um, again, the people think that they you spend all your time on social media. I did a tweet the other day um, and it was down to ideas. So I woke up an idea woke me up and I thought, this is a great idea. So I went downstairs, and by the time I got downstairs, I'd forgotten it. So, and someone said, oh, you should have a notepad by your bed. But it wasn't until I like, retraced my steps a like, couple of days after. The distraction was, I went to the toilet. But whilst I was on the toilet, somebody messaged me. And it was a message that was a, a good message, as in it, went, it led down to a, another conversation. But I said to the guy, we had a conversation with they said, you owe me now, because I had the best idea in the world, and your distraction at whatever time in the morning has cost me, so <laughs> you owe me. Uh, but I actually did remember the idea. It was random, yeah. just out of the blue. So that I'm now working on that idea to make it happen in 2022. But yeah, yeah. just try and ignore all the stacks and write it down before you go to the next day. <laughs> yeah, a lesson I've learned from one of my mentors and upline in the business um, from Mark is um, it's better to have a short pencil than a long memory, you know. Um, always, always note things down. But um, but yeah, it's, and it's your, it's, you should take full responsibility for that. You, you need to conserve and protect your own time. Had you not been on your phone, whatever, you might not have got distracted. So you can't, you can't, you can't offload that one on him. I'll take you on the chin, but I'll still make him feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, that is, we've had riff for a little bit now. I'm, I'm hoping the listeners get some great um, content and inspiration on this. I certainly have, and I know, I know what you do. <laughs> but um. I'm going to ask the same question I ask everyone. I mean, I'm not sure. I know you've listened to some of the shows, so you may be ready for this. But we have a time machine. You you go back to the day you left school at 16. What advice would you give yourself? Uh, believe in myself much bigger and much sooner. Um, and think bigger as well. Um, yeah, just I think we can get so caught up in our own mindset of of, of thinking to a certain level. But the only person that puts limitations on ourselves is ourselves. And um, that's one thing I've learned over the years. So yeah, definitely uh, would, would go back and tell myself to think much bigger, much sooner and believe in yourself uh, much bigger and, and, and much sooner as well, you know? Rick, Rick, I, I can concur with that. So um, I'll leave your details and everything we spoke about in the show notes regarding like 75 Hard, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, Listeners, yeah, if you enjoyed this, like, share, follow the pod, um, leave a comment. Yeah, actually, big on that. Leave a comment, a review. Um, I'd like to know what you liked, what you didn't like, and then that, that can just help myself improve. And also, yeah, Luke as well. If you've got any comments for Luke, if we want to find out more, um, follow his pages. I'll leave them in there. So thanks for your time. If you want to hold on, will I end the call with we'll doing a core debrief? Um, I did it with someone yesterday, and we got the best content afterwards. I'm hoping we got all the best content now. 
and it's just a short debrief because um, it really annoyed me. <laughs> we might record it then. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for your time, and um, we'll catch up soon. It's Jan January, then, isn't it? We meet up in January, and Jan. Yes, I'll see yeah. you then. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Luke and it inspires you to take a look at 75 Hard. Also, as we discuss networks, freedom, values and ikigai, I'll ask you the question, which pill will you take, the red pill or the blue pill? Remember to like, share and follow the Carbon Life Pods on Instagram, the new social hangout for the podcast. You can leave a comment or even send us a voice note which will feature in the next show.